Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This activity, entitled Neuromodulator Dosing for Duration, is provided by Prova Education and is supported by an independent educational grant from Galderma. Before starting this activity, please be sure to review the disclosure statements as well as the learning objectives. Here's Dr. Joel Cohen. Despite sharing a similar mechanism of action and efficacy profiles in some cases, there are four different currently available neuromodulators on the market. I'm Joel Cohn from Denver, Colorado. I'm a board certified and fellowship trained dermatologist, and I'm excited to be with Dr. Carolyn Jacob from Chicago, who's also a board certified and fellowship trained aesthetic dermatologist. Carrie, thank you very much for joining us. So let's dive right in. Dr. Jacob, can you give us an overview of the currently available botulinum toxin products that we have available in our practices? Thanks for having me, Joel. Yes, so it's really exciting time to be a dermatologist. Um, those of us who've been practicing for a while remember the off-label use days when all we had was onobotulinum toxin, but now we have ABO, we have ONA, we have INCO, and we have PRA botulinum toxin. And hopefully coming up later this year, we'll talk about in a minute uh, daxibotulinum toxin. So there's four on the market in the United States currently, and we use them all in our office um, because I kind of look at it as people liking Coke versus Pepsi versus any of the other colas, um, people kind of have their favorites from their experiences. How about you, Joel? So we've actually done the clinical trials as you have on all four products. And sometimes patients ask for a specific product that perhaps if they were in a clinical trial or they know somebody who's had a good experience with a product uh, in the past, such as a friend or a sister. Uh, but there are main products that we carry in the office that seem to be certainly a, a bit more popular. People who have that name recognition with Botox and Dysport is really popular in our practice as well and represents about half of all patients who get treated with neuromodulators in our practice. I agree. And there are some subtle differences between these four products that we have available. Even though they all have the same 150 kilodalton molecule, they have different epitopes on them. So people seem to have a little bit different experiences with them. One of the things that I find interesting, and when I'm explaining it to a new patient who's coming in to see us, is the fact that we do have those clinical trials showing that um, abobotulinum toxin sets in in about one to five days. And its duration in those clinical trials was also slightly longer than those of onobotulinum toxin. I also extract that too. We have some off-label uses um, that we use these um, toxins for, one of which is uh, the treatment of hyperhidrosis. And in those studies with abobotulinum toxin, the duration was about 30 days longer than that of onobotulinum toxin. So I, I usually have those conversations with patients if they are a brand new patient trying to decide again, what product they want to choose. But we do find that all of them are effective. I've used all of them on myself because of course, when we get something new, we wanna see for ourselves how it works. And I find that patients are very satisfied with their treatments. There's a few differences in terms of the FDA approvals, of course, of these different neuromodulators, uh, as I like to call them. Uh, whereas um, onobotulinum toxin is approved for the lateral cantha lines as well as the glabella, the other products are currently um, approved for the treatment of the so with, with onobotulinum toxin specifically having upper face indications, glabella, crow's feet, as well as forehead, you know, that's something where I think people are aware that you can use these neuromodulators in many different areas. 
And with ONA actually having those three indications, do you think that that's a barrier for people who um, may be interested in some of the other neuromodulators and think about FDA indications? So the nice thing is, as dermatologists, we are allowed to use our clinical judgments to use um, different products off-label, as long as we know that they're safe and effective. And because you and I have been doing this for so long with so many of the products, we do know that all of them are safe and effective for the on-label areas as well as other off-label areas, because I know you are a master at this, and I'm sure you, like we do, treat the platysma muscles and the depressor anguli oris and the masseters for narrowing of the face. So there's a lot of areas that we constantly are using these neuromodulators for in a safe way for our patients. So I think that we as practitioners have the confidence in using all of the neuromodulators in different areas. So for people who may be interested in transitioning a patient from one neuromodulator to another, can you talk to us a little bit that, about that conversation and how you position things? Yeah, and it's interesting because, again, after doing this for over 20 years, I do find that some people feel suddenly the product that they were using doesn't last as long. And there's a lot of myths out there that say, oh, if you use it longer, it's supposed to last longer, or your muscles will get more weak and it'll, you know, your duration will be extended. And a lot of times um, people just want a change. And so they're interested in seeing if something else will be better. Um, and a lot of times we are switching between either ABO to ONA or ONA to ABO uh, because those are the ones we most commonly use in the office too. However, I do have some people where we've moved on to a third or a fourth just to give it a try. And again, there's these slight differences in the patient's responses to the neuromodulators that I think um, are unique and individual. And I don't think that we've yet ferreted out exactly why some people do better with one product versus another. And so that might be some very interesting area of research uh, for the future as well. So in, in terms of that, there is really the, the reality of combination therapy. We all use many different products in our practices in terms of giving patients a great overall aesthetic effect. And everybody wants to focus on really a natural look. And I agree with you, the forehead is an area that even though the FDA study that I participated in for onobotulinum toxin was 20 units specifically, it's very common for me to use four or five units in these micro aliquot dosing uh, where I oftentimes reconstitute it higher to really pepper the forehead and sort of have these little areas of softening the musculature. You know, I think that incorporating resurfacing into a practice is important as well, whether it's non-ablative or ablative. And I think that we can help with that prejuvenation as well, especially with non-ablative. And then when people do have etched lines, using a combination of ablative fractional resurfacing and full field resurfacing can really give people a nice improvement. So can you talk to us about really your technique for combination therapy and optimizing effect using neuromodulator plus filler, using neuromodulator plus laser resurfacing? Sure. So we really like to look at the patient as a whole and decide what lines are there because of muscle movement, obviously, and then what lines might be etched in or there because of volume loss. And so a lot of times we are doing both using a neuromodulator and a filler on the same day. And I have absolutely no problem with doing both in similar areas. The one thing that we often try to avoid is when we're doing a laser resurfacing of some type, I like to get that neuromodulator in two weeks prior to the actual laser treatment. That way the muscles are relaxed and they're not going to crease over the newly 
untreated skin because we really want that collagen to grow and not have an opportunity to recrease, especially if you're talking about the forehead. I also do love your um, description of peppering across the forehead. I call it sprinkling, but I'll do the exact same thing where I will take a very small amount of neuromodulator and put little tiny bits across the forehead to soften the look without preventing the movement. And one of the other interesting things when we were talking back about prejuvenation um, is that we've got these younger patients who are looking at themselves in Zoom and they wanna make sure that they don't get these lines or they're just starting to see lines. And an interesting study that we both just participated in showed that patients who were given 50 units of um, able botulinum toxin to the glabella had really great satisfaction, like 95 or more percent satisfaction in having that treatment done just every six months. So it'll be really interesting to see kind of what evolves in the future here, knowing that daxybotulinum toxin, which is a little bit different neuromodulator because it has a carrier molecule attached to it to potentiate its effect. And its um, clinical trials was showing efficacy up to six months, whereas the other neuromodulator clinical trials were showing about three to four months. So it'll be interesting to see how many of our patients we transition to something that we know lasts six months because of a potentiating carrier molecule, as opposed to some of these prejuvenation uh, people that are already satisfied with treatments just every six months. It's, it's really interesting. For those just tuning in, you're listening to CME on ReachMD. I'm talking to Dr. Carolyn Jacob from Chicago. I'm Joel Cohn from Denver, Colorado. And we're really overviewing botulinum toxin agents and talking about dosing and duration. So let's get more into dosing for duration. And Carrie, can you talk about some of the recent abstracts looking at higher dose neuromodulators? Sure. So several trials are underway showing differing responses to higher doses than what's on label for the different neuromodulators that we have. So for instance, onobotulinum looked at 40 and 60 and 80 units in patients to the glabella only. And they had about 225 female patients in their study. And they were just looking at a one grade improvement. And it was interesting because even when they double, tripled or quadrupled their dosing, it didn't seem to increase it more than about 30 days. So in looking at the numbers, it was kind of like your regular dose was to last about five months, but double the dose was six, triple the dose was six and quadruple the dose was also six months. So I found that that was very interesting. Then incobotulinum toxin, there was also a study done with only 151 subjects looking at different doses between 20 units, 50 units, or 75 units. And again, a one grade improvement in these patients. And they saw that in their original 20 unit dosing, which is on label, their one grade improvement went out to six months, but at 50 units, it went out a little further, but at 75 units, you're really jacking it up here. It's like three and three quarters times the amount of product. It was only seven and a half months for that one grade improvement. So again, pushing it further doesn't seem to really give you a linear duplication or triplication of the lastingness of a one grade improvement. And then finally, able botulinum toxin did a study with a much larger group, 399 subjects that were randomized, and they looked at one great improvements. And what was very interesting, the on-label for able botulinum, of course, is 50 units 
to the glabella. And they found that that lasted about 32 weeks or eight months. So again, a lot of times we're telling patients about it's going to last three to four months, but that's the two grade improvement that allowed them to get their FDA approval. When you look at a one grade improvement, it goes out even further. And then when they pushed it out to 75 units or 100 or 125 units, it went up to about 9.15 months. So again, you're pushing it a little bit. But what I found astounding was when you just looked at their regular dosing for the one great improvement that it almost looks like there's no point in trying to double dose anything else because the 50 units of avobotulinum toxin lasted longer or had a one great improvement longer than the other two products anyway so what were your thoughts so carrie let, let's unpack a little bit of this so first of all the onobotulinum botox study that was actually discussed was at the asds was an abstract so if we look at that Sue Ellen Cox's data from 20 versus 40, 60, and 80, the 40, 60, and 80 really extended the duration from about 19.7 weeks at 20 units to actually 24 weeks with the 40, 60, and 80. So I'm just wondering how you would phrase this to a patient, hey, to get four more weeks duration, it's going to be possibly twice the expense. How do you think that's going to work in clinical practice? Yeah, that's exactly my thought about it. And again, in seeing these numbers, one might think if someone's complaining, I don't think this lasts long enough for me, that one should consider switching them from ONA to ABO that seems to have a better one grade improvement that lasts longer. So those are more of the conversations that I have. I don't talk about weeks or months because nobody wants to look at their calendar and follow it that closely. However, just given the clinical data that I keep seeing again and again, if people are thinking that something doesn't last long enough, then I think they actually need to switch products. So, and I agree with you, in, at least in my practice, patients don't like to hit rock bottom. So they don't want to let things completely wear off. So they're not necessarily interested in the longest stretch of time, but they really want to know how long something is going to look good. Carrie, I want to thank you for joining us for CME on ReachMD. It's been a pleasure to talk to you today, and I look forward to talking to you again. Thanks so much, Joel. You have been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is provided by Proba Education and is supported by an independent educational grant from Galderma. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash Prova. Thank you for listening.